0: Hey team, this is Grant Eva Collins
1: and this is Amber Larson
0: and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact and connection with their time, talents and money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we get to talk to Amber Larson about her giving journey. So let's get started. Okay, so we kind of threw a bit of a curveball at you at the beginning of this episode. If you were just thinking that it is all about me today, we've invited Amber, who is the producer of this podcast, onto this episode of the Basement Philanthropy Podcast. And the reason why we are doing that, first of all, hello, Amber.
1: Hi, Grant. Welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: The reason why we are doing this is because Amber plays a really big role in the production of this whole podcast. And so, first of all, I wanted to just introduce you to her. But the second reason and maybe the more important reason is that Amber is on her own giving journey and she's in a lot of ways just starting. And so we kind of wanted to give you as the audience of of people who are in different phases of your personal giving journey, uh, look at somebody who is just in the beginning phases. So if you're in that, you can feel comfortable. If you're not in that and you're a little bit more progressed, maybe you can feel like, oh yeah, I am making progress. And also just because it's fun to have somebody else at the desk.
1: Isn't that so fun?
0: It is fun. So welcome, (laughs) welcome, Amber.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Grant.
0: So, Amber, let's first of all give the people a little bit of background about what you actually do as the producer of Basement Philanthropy.
1: Yes, so so much. Um, I help brainstorm and work through some ideas of podcast episodes with Grant, um, finalize some material for the podcast, and uh, work on coordinating some other media content uh, behind the scenes that... uh, we work on for Basement Philanthropy and for other things, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A, one of the biggest things that we are doing here at Basement Philanthropy is helping the giving skill set become something that people are aware of and that they can see more clearly, and that is, like, basically all of Amber's job. Oh, it is. Which is, which is really cool, and it is so um, big for what we're doing here, and so, first of all, Amber— Big thank you. Uh, anytime. Yeah, it's awesome. My pleasure. So to give the people a little bit or the the people that listen to this podcast a little bit of background about you, can you kind of tell us a little bit about your giving journey, like where maybe it started as, as a child or growing up or when you maybe started to think about giving more uh, proactively?
1: Yeah. Um, so for the most part, I, I didn't really – actively do a lot of giving as a child okay. um besides any you know local service projects all my friends did um we did like one like food drive i think when i was 14 uh which was great but i never really like, continued after that and it wasn't really until um i this was a couple years ago around christmas time i started writing some goals for myself and a lot of my friends around this demographic are all uh, getting married and having families. Mm. And uh, I'm not yet at that stage yet. But a lot of the things I see from some of my friends is they kind of wait to develop um, or to to achieve the life that they want to have because they're, they postpone that thinking that will start once they get married. And I recognize that I had a lot of goals that I wanted for myself yeah. that I couldn't guarantee whether I would ever get married or not. And I wanted to be able to still develop a life that I loved whether or not I ever got married. Yeah. And so I sat down at Christmas time and just wrote down a list of four categories of my life where I, what I wanted my life to look like in four different areas, whether or not I ever got married. Um, And one of those sections was um, like the the social aspect of my life and what that should look like for myself or what I wanted that to be. And one of the things I put in there was that I really wanted to have a big emphasis on giving to my community and um, being in a, being in a position where I could, uh, either give financially or with my time and resources, and that be like a major component of my lifestyle. Mm. And so that kind of started a couple years ago, and I didn't really actively pursue anything with that until uh, Grant did a big uh, food drive back last fall, which I think you've talked about before yeah, on the podcast talked about it
0: extensively. So go
1: listen to that episode if yep. you haven't already. Um, and I was involved with that, and it just was a really good experience. And that's kind of how I got. Uh, reintroduced to this giving space with Grant, and um, then he approached me a couple of months ago, um, and I decided, yeah, I think I want to get more involved in helping with this uh, with this cause. So. Yeah,
0: it was pretty cool because from from my position, Amber and I have been friends for a couple years mm-hmm. now, and so you know on and off we would be in contact with each other, and what was really cool for me is to almost watch some of that progression now obviously i didn't know the background behind what you just talked about but you know meeting you and and seeing you in the same area as i was and then we interacted at the food drive Mm -hmm. and then we saw each other you know a couple different you know community activities and then i was reaching out to people to say like hey i'm involved with this new thing i would love for some help and then to see you say like actually i've been really thinking about this grant I'd love to get involved. What mm-hmm. would that look like? That, that was that was a pretty cool and unique yeah. experience from my perspective.
1: Yeah, thank you. That what uh,
0: what about what about what we are doing here? Because it's more than just myself and Amber. There are actually mm-hmm. a lot of other people on this team. Uh, what about what we were doing here specifically caught your eye? As far as like, hey, I I want to be involved with giving. This sounds like something that I want to
1: be mm-hmm. involved with. Um. I think one of the aspects that really intrigued me the most was when um, Grant kind of explained to me more of the the ultimate goal, which is making giving a long-term part of people's lives and um, developing giving as a skill set. And specifically, that's um, especially in relation to having it be because as I like made those goals for myself, I had realized I want this to be part of my my life, not just like mm-hmm. something I do occasionally. I want it to be a big focus of who I am in my lifestyle. And it's sometimes hard to know where to go with that, like to know, okay, well, what causes do I really want to get involved with? And is there just one or do I shake it up every month yeah. or every year? And um, being aware of some of those causes is hard to necessarily do by yourself all the time to research them all out. And it takes a lot of a lot of effort that is easy with the internet, but still takes time. Yeah, And this just seemed like a really good way to both adapt and, and spread ultimately this idea of implementing giving as a consistent part of your life instead of just something that you're just kind of one and done. Right. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that a lot because that really aligned with a lot of what I wanted for myself regardless. And so, and I got to do it with friends. So yeah. it was just so much better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something that you just hit on that's really crucial, which is you can be involved with giving without experiencing it as being a skill. Mm-hmm getting involved in a service project or, you know, with a different community and, and go and do something for a day or a week or whatever. But there's a very different way of approaching giving when you see it as something that you want consistently in your life. Mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about Amber um, is, or about you, I'm talking about you in the third person, <laughs> the, the incredible thing about you in this is that you had already kind of put those pieces together. Mm -hmm. And I think what we are doing here with this podcast and other things we're doing in the community, maybe just put some language Mm -hmm. to it. It's like, yeah, this is a skill set. This is something that you do habitually, something that you can grow and progress in and have it be a bigger part of your life. And that's just not really talked about in the main mainstream, uh, especially when it comes to giving and service. It really is like these project oriented things, unless you're part of a nonprofit and then you like do that for a job.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it really most most giving affects two groups of people, right? It affects the people who you're giving to, the service that you're providing for a person or for an organization. Um, but I think we also forget it also like affects you. Besides just the warm fuzzies that you get when you serve, yeah. it also is something that if you let it become more of a consistent part of your of your lifestyle and who you are, I think it has a big power to change people and to change the outlooks on the world and changes the way you see society around you. I think that's really powerful. And that's one of the things that I really liked about this is not just saying we have tasks to complete, is that we also have people to become. And I really mm. like that aspect a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool way of putting it. So one of the reasons why Amber is on the podcast today is because we thought it would be really cool for you all to come along the journey with Amber as she is developing more of this intentional skill set. So Amber is kind of in the beginning of that journey. Obviously, you've had experiences before. You're not like right. like first giving project, <laughs> like baby picture. Um, but uh, as far as like proactively, intentionally developing a skill set, like it it is it is something that is is new-ish. Mm-hmm. And so uh kind of talking through some of the things today, we're gonna do some follow-up podcasts about you and your personal experience with this so that you all can kind of like come along for the journey. I think that's yeah, really the ready. the best way, <laughs> the best way to to script it. So uh one last question uh before we talk about kind of what's next mm-hmm. uh is why is developing a giving skill set important to you right now in your life?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think some of, some of it's a little cliche, but I think it still is true, even though it is it is cliche. Yeah, um, is a lot of the habits and the the lifestyle choices you make when you're young are the ones that you tend to have for the rest of your life. Um, they say that with friends that you make when you're young, mm. right, can shape your whole life and. Um, like my grandparents are always like, make sure that you really treat your body well when you're young, because it's gonna come back to bite you when you're old. Right. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things that I think is important to develop as you're still growing, before for me personally, before I get too set in my ways, as mm. they say, right? Yeah. Um, and become a little bit more like hard headed and not as easy to mold myself into the person I know I want to be. It's easier at this point in my life to change and develop in those ways. While I have the time and while I have the capacity and the resources. And even if I didn't start this until I was decades older than I am now, it's still important to start where you are, regardless. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm 65 and I want to, I'm not young anymore, right? Like it doesn't matter. It's just I it's something that I'm glad that I've realized as I'm young, while I have the energy and I have the time um, to implement now. Because imagine the capacity for change that you have if you start developing this skill when you're young and have a whole lifetime of the That's results right. of this versus if I procrastinated and waited until I was rich or retired, right? I'm yeah. neither rich nor retired. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a good case study for that. But I, am, I do have resources that I am blessed with and I do have some time. And we all have something. And so figuring out how can I just start with what I have and yeah. develop that as a consistent aspect of my life that I can then just carry with me through the rest of my life and expound on when I, hopefully when, uh, I have more time and more resources. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the interesting thing about what you've just said, and I I think it's a beautiful way of of putting it, is when you are younger and single, especially, Mm -hmm. uh, there's more malleability. Malleability. Malleability
1: malleability
0: malleability
1: you're more malleable
0: yes absolutely um in the way that you are approaching life because you don't have somebody else you're working with you can be with yourself you can try out a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and again it's not like you couldn't introduce it later on right but that is really why we are focused as a, a group and as a community organization on this demographic because it is easier and exponentially like you decide that giving is something that you want to be involved with. And so you decide to find somebody else to get married to who also is doing that. And then you have kids and like generationally Mm -hmm. it's developed. So it's just really cool how big of a difference Mm -hmm. that can make in just generations of givers, which is ultimately what we're after. Yes. Yeah.
1: Create a whole army An army of givers. (laughs) That's right. Spread it around.
0: So, uh, I was debating whether to ask this question because Amber and I were brainstorming (laughs) around this. She knows where I'm going here. Uh, But I think that it would be interesting for the audience to know the answer to this question. I don't even know the answer to this question. Uh, So Amber, as you've gotten involved, you've been involved with us for probably a month and a half. Yeah. Formally. Mm -hmm. Um, What has been the biggest surprise for Mm. you?
1: Um. So I, as I was thinking about this, I had to think for a, a while um, because I approached this being very malleable. I, sh- I showed up to this, to Grant's food drive that he did back in the fall thinking this was a service project yeah. oriented. One time. Uh, yeah, I came once yeah. and I got added to a text chain and that's how it all started. Um, and then uh, after that, when Grant reached out a couple of months ago, I ended up. Um, through some conversations and talking about the the vision that you have for this I didn't realize at the beginning how huge this is intended to be from your from your end not yeah. just like I knew Grant had a podcast I've been to his house I've seen this sign uh, before like I
0: everybody comes down it's a tour we're like hey welcome to my house now let's go down in the basement here's the <laughs> sign now we can go back up that,
1: take a picture with it it's <laughs> iconic
0: that's right I'll um, sign it
1: and so I I knew that Grant, like, had a podcast. I knew that he was pretty interested in, in uh, like, community service-related things. But I didn't know until—we had to have multiple conversations about this for him to fully explain, like, this is not just—we see a couple of needs and we're just going to have a couple service projects to get some things done around the community. Yeah. This was a bigger audience and a bigger goal besides just—and and there's— huge value in doing community projects, but in, um, talking about this and as listening and listening to more of the podcast and going over some more ideas, it was just way, it was, it was a really big shock to me to learn how much this is, uh, a way bigger endeavor than I anticipated. And it's a big thing to, uh, a big chunk to bite off and, and chew, but I think Grant can do it. Um, and we'll, Expand the team. and We can, we uh, it, can do <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, it turns from, from me in my basement to we. <laughs>
1: to and, now a team.
0: And that's why we yeah. can do it. It's not because for sure there's no way that I can do the vision that we have for this by myself. Oh,
1: that's okay. Yeah. That's why I'll be a producer <laughs> on the podcast. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, it's uh, uh, really the biggest thing that I think people lose sight of in giving is how much the individual matters in giving. And that is why it's so big.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like we have so many people that we can reach out to and get on board with this. And we have to do it in big ways to be able to kind of get people's attention. We got to wake people up in terms of saying like, hey, you may not feel like you matter, but if enough people start to believe they matter,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: big things can happen. And so, yeah, it's it's so fun to really be able to have that transition happen in, in my life where it's like, this is me thinking about things to now we have more of a team around it and we're we're focused on it and we're actually making progress towards those things. Mm-hmm. That's a really fun thing to go from being in a box and kind of in an echo chamber to, mm-hmm. hey, what do you guys think about this? And to have people push back on that. That's one of the things I really enjoyed about Amber producing the podcast. And you may have noticed The podcast has been changing a little bit over the last couple of weeks. That's because of Amber's uh, involvement and and her contribution. And that's what can happen with you as you get involved. Maybe not in exactly what we are doing, although we would love to have you be involved from a local community standpoint, an online community standpoint. But um, even if you are just getting involved in your community, like that's the effect that you can have in your community is what like what amber is having on this podcast and in and, and our team
1: yeah well and even you think of like flashback to the food drive from the fall yeah like that was a grant brainchild my food drives happen all the time in many places around the world this is not a brand new idea yeah. but that food drive ended up generating like the most food of any drive that had happened that season yep. and it was so desperately needed and that was like I'm. I'm gonna credit Grant with this. Like that was something that like one person with the help of a team. Yeah. But that was an idea of one person, and that fed so many families in our area. And so, not that like everyone has to create a massive project to do. Yep. But like because of actions of Grant, like I'm here, like I'm I'm trying to help and learning how to become a, a giver. Even just like seeing myself. Like more intuitively, be picking up trash off the street. Sure, like you always pass trash on your on the street. And you're like, I should probably pick that up, but you debate <laughs> about it, right? You yeah. sit there and you think, like, oh, should I do it? there oh, there even a trash can nearby? But it's like less of a thought process now. It's more of just like I just do it, right? And it's so it's starting to change some of yeah. those instinctive reactions to living outside of myself and my own needs, and more intuitively looking at other people and other people's needs and finding ways to do that. And imagine if everyone did that. Imagine if we had a whole society of people that did that. How much good could we do? Yeah. That's, there you go.
0: See, this is what someone looks like when they've caught the vision. <laughs> Let's, go. It's just, Let's go. It's just amazing. Yeah, the, the, food by, the food drive was a really cool experience where that did multiply. And uh, for context for you, it was me and then a group of people that, Combined together to create that experience.
1: I knew there was a team. Yeah, I still
0: (laughs) spearheaded that. Too much credit to me, but (laughs) but what happened was that we combined forces and produced something that was much bigger than any of us could have done on Mm -hmm. our own. And that's the beautiful thing about any of the projects that we get involved with, and any project that people can get involved with is Mm -hmm. when they start to involve mom, dad, neighbor, friend Mm -hmm. in picking up trash or going to a food bank or, um, going to your local, uh, girls and boys club or like, you know, whatever it looks like, uh, they, that automatically starts to multiply. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're actually after here in the podcast and the community organization that we have. And in the video content that is coming out, like that is the intended effect that we have. Mm-hmm. So, Amber, let uh let's transition to as you have gotten into this and you're saying, Hey, I want to develop this skill set, and we've talked, mm-hmm. let's talk about the first thing that you are going to do in order to make that happen.
1: Oh man, there's a smile on Grant's face right now. <laughs>
0: this, is, this is a good story.
1: <laughs> so, once upon a time, Grant came to my house. Um, we're working on the podcast, and then we, uh, with help from friends who were also there, ended up staying up talking till the wee hours of the, the morning. wee
0: hours of the morning, yeah. Um,
1: and uh, finally Grant leaves my house and then calls me like 30 seconds later and is like, do they tow in your neighborhood? <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. So immediately I start to feel horrible because I know my neighborhood is –
0: Notorious, So bad. Notorious for towers.
1: And it's because I have horrible parking. We're not going to get into it. Yeah, so there's no for anyone to park. Um. Anyway, so, and I knew, and I immediately felt like it was my fault. Even though Grant's the one who parked his car somewhere where they towed, I felt responsible because <laughs> I was like, I know about my neighborhood. I know they tow. I knew that he was there into the hours that they started to tow, yeah. and I didn't think about it to tell him to move his car. It was
0: like a magic trick. I have never had that experience before because I was, I just didn't even think about it. And I walked outside and the streets are just empty.
1: (laughs) It was like, like gone,
0: post-apocalyptic. It was like, oh, uh, we don't have cars anymore. (laughs) They're gone. There are no no cars in the street. (laughs) They are all zapped. And I was just like, this is weird. This is a weird experience.
1: Uh, it was weird for me too. Just probably in a different way. (laughs) I just felt so bad. So, um... I go pick up Grant and take him home <laughs> because he didn't have a way to get home. And, Stranded. And um, I just still felt very bad. Like it was, it was not my fault that he got towed, but I felt somewhat responsible for not saying anything.
0: Uh, Amber is a very caring person when it comes yeah. to friendship. And so this was is, this is a pretty big deal.
1: Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. So um, anyway, so I took Grant home and I was still feeling horrible. And I offered to pay for at least half the towing bill, which ended up being a significant amount of dollars.
0: Don't get towed. (laughs)
1: Don't don't do it. Um, So I offered to pay for half of it and Grant was kind and knew that that was going to make me feel better. So he said, okay, you can pay for half of it. Um, But then the next day I get a text from Grant after he picked up his car from the the tow company. Um, And he's like, I have a different idea. Like what if instead of you paying for half of this tow bill, If instead we find a cause or a charity or a nonprofit that you really, really care about and we'll instead put that money towards that um, because that's kind of personal (laughs) granting. So um, I said, okay, I can probably live with that. So, uh, yeah, so that's my next endeavor is thinking of some some things I'm really passionate about and some causes that I really care about and seeing um, where where do I think this money could go and have a good outcome. Yeah. Not that it doesn't have a bad outcome anywhere, but like something that I really feel strongly about. Um and we're still in the brainstorming stages of that. So if you have recommendations, you can send them in. Yeah. Probably. Um yeah, so I'm excited to see what potential this has. So that's uh, that's my next journey. Yeah, that's
0: the next step. I think the cool thing that we discussed as well that was along with that is that it wasn't just going to be a monetary donation. Right. That it was going to be this combined donation, which mm-hmm. really helps people to see the impact that they have on the mm-hmm. world, which is you go and volunteer someone and then you give.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: just a There's just a different experience that happens. And yeah. so that's kind of the process that we're in right now. And we're going to be putting out a lot of content that starts this journey off. This uh, These conversations that Amber and I are having, um, not necessarily the exact conversation that Amber and I are going to have, although we may we may record that. We may Great. put that out there. Um, but kind of some framework so you can start to look through on your end to say, hey, I have a little bit of extra cash or a little bit of extra time. How would I get involved? It's kind mm-hmm. of the hardest part um, of giving getting involved with this work is to just start. And so we want to lower that barrier to entry. That's one of the biggest things that we want to do on this mm-hmm. podcast. And so that is really where we are headed as, as a team. And we're we're learning and growing all the time. And I, this is maybe the last thing that we'll touch on, which is your involvement in this. Uh, whether or not you formally join what we are doing and come and help us build projects and, and do things on our end, uh, we want you to feel a part of this from the standpoint of, are we doing what we say that we are doing? Mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest reasons why we're doing this podcast is so that you as a listener can feel like you can develop this skill of giving and be able to have the resources, the tools, and the knowledge to be able to go out and to give in a way that creates connection and meaning and impact in your local sphere of influence or, or community. And so if you have ideas or you come away from a podcast episode thinking like, I don't know if I really learned anything, like maybe you would think that that might hurt our feelings. But what actually hurts our feelings is if people aren't doing what we want them to do or, mm-hmm. or having the experience that we want them to have, which is, is the barrier to entry lowering from a giving standpoint? Mm -hmm. Like, does someone start to be able to see themselves as mattering Mm -hmm. uh, in this work? So... Mm -hmm. That really is our intention. I'm so grateful for Amber and for the rest of the team that is putting in so much work around some of the most incredible projects that uh, we can be involved with. Because we're starting to have some reliable people come in and be a part of this journey. So, Amber, on behalf of everyone that is that is helping, I'm just going to thank you because you're thank actually you. here in person. So, you're welcome. Big thank you. Anytime. Yeah. To uh, to what what you're doing and. Just a open invitation for everyone that is listening to this podcast to to get involved in some way. Please. Yeah.
1: There's so many options. Steal some ideas from Grant.
0: That's right. Steal steal as much as many ideas as you as you want from me. Well, team, that's it for us. No, that's, that's new. Wow. That's new. Okay. Oh, I kind of like that. Uh, let's go out in the world and create good with the time, talents, and resources in our
1: pockets together. Talk soon.